0: What the hell is the name of this thing? The Ballsy Podcast.
1: Hosted by the award-winning Evan Grant.
0: Before I come across the table and rip Barry's throat out. Kevin Sherrington.
1: I'm going to say to you what you said to me a while ago. Shut up. Barry Horn. I'm going to bring milk and cookies next week.
0: Get ready for the most listened to sports podcast in Dallas-Fort Worth. I'm Evan Grant, and this is Ballsy.
1: I'm Kevin Sherrington, and in this episode, we'll be talking about the Rangers. And I'm Barry Horn. To hear our other exciting additions, simply subscribe to the Ballsy Podcast on iTunes. You know we're on Facebook and Twitter, too. Just search Ballsy Podcast. That's Ballsy with a Z. So sit back, relax, that's relax with an X, and enjoy another edition of the Rangers Ballsy with a Z Podcast welcome everybody into the sports day dfw dallas morning news podcast called ballsy that i, I realized that, that by now that that word when people hear it they're excited they're thinking oh my gosh this is going to be some really good stuff about the sports that i love and uh joining me in the studio today is tommy noel the producer and there's nobody else here barry horn is out he's ill again uh nothing serious don't worry folks he's going to be okay but he's out Evan Grant's partying in San Diego with that that Rangers team that is just going down the tubes. And joining me now, I'm Kevin Sherrington. This is Evan Grant. Hi, Evan.
0: I am right here in the tubes.
1: <laughs> yes, you are in the tubes. Holy cow, Evan. What's going on with the team?
0: Kevin, I... I I've... Just been in the clubhouse, and I've been told that the Rangers are going to try in a, a bold new strategy today, and that is that they're going to try not to lose. Um,
1: <laughs> I like it.
0: This is uh, things are going about as bad as, as could have been ever envisioned for this club right now. Um, you know, let's just start with with Beltry being out for the entire season to this point and probably not back until the end of May at the earliest. And now, you know, in, within the last week, the team's lost Cole Hamels for eight weeks. And, and those are two centerpiece items. Um, on top of that, uh, you know, it, it, it would kind of go back and forth from day to day, which is the bigger problem. Is it the, the flammable bullpen in which the, the Rangers don't seem to be able to protect any leads or is it the, um, immovable offense that doesn't seem to be able to generate very many leads So, um, or tack runs on when they do. It's just not a good situation right now. Um, after last night, I think uh, we swing back more towards the offensive issues and, and wonder exactly what's going on here. Uh, and, and from my perspective, I think you got two things going on at the same time. You've got the very Legitimate possibility that you've got guys like like Mike Napoli and and um, Carlos Gomez potentially aging. Uh, I think that was always a concern during free agency. Um, you've got a guy in Jonathan Lucroy who you wonder if he is pressing too hard to create a um, create a big free agency season for himself. And then you start looking around the diamond, and with the exception of Albert Anders, who has been this team's most complete offensive player, and that's a statement in and of itself, right? Um, you've got young players who are who are now starting to get exploited. You know, um, teams are expanding the strike zone on, on Rugnet door to to the far corners of the earth, and he, he's chasing after them. I think a little bit of the same thing has happened with No Mar Mazzara. And, uh, you know, if you go back and look at the stats right now, as of this moment, Tuesday morning, as we get ready for this game in San Diego, Joey Gallo has the same number of at-bats and plate appearances that he had for the 2015 season when he came up uh, in June and then came back up a little bit later. He's got 108 at-bats, 123 plate appearances. And the bottom line, his batting average, on-base percentage, and walk are all below what they were in 2015. Now, the really? big difference is that he's got four more home runs, and I do think the bats overall have been better. So it's, sometimes it's tricky to, to, to parse up the stats too much because if you look at the OPS, thanks to the plug, it's still a good 100 points better than it was in 15. But I do think what you are seeing with Joey now is you're seeing pitchers, say, in situations where it doesn't really matter, uh, well, we'll, we can go after him here, and if he hits a solo home run, it's not going to hurt us. And in situations when it does matter, they're just not giving him anything to hit.
1: And I thought classic was last night. and What was it? The sixth inning when he came up, and uh, uh, Padres reliever threw him three straight curveballs. It's like, and wow. I, 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 I didn't like the reaction
0: on the curveballs because the curveballs were all out, and you know they broke away from him, mm-hmm. and certainly they started in and broke away but Joey reacted like all three pitches were inside and 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 they uh, they clearly broke to the outside part of the plate.
1: I didn't have a problem with him taking the first two but the last one, you know, ends up right dead center, center square. And you know, he, you could argue that he kind of hung that one and and not even to take a hack at that one was really abysmal.
0: Yeah, you can't take a call third strike with two guys on base and 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 one out there in a situation where you're trailing. You down 0-2, you've got to protect the plate there.
1: Yeah. You know, uh, you could say everybody when, before the season started when they were saying, oh, we're going to pick the Astros first, which I certainly did and feel good about that now. Uh, but when you picked you know, the Rangers, everybody was saying, well, last year because of the one-run games, that was an anomaly, and they uh, they won so many that there's bound to be a correction this year. But I'd have to go back and look. I at the don't sc-
0: buy the I don't buy the year-to-year correction on that kind of stat, Kevin, because I think the rosters change and the dynamics change and players change. And, yeah, you're not going to go 36-11 and in one-run games in back-to-back years. You're not going to have a a 700 winning percentage in back-to-back years in in any kind of stat, I don't think. So that part, to me, uh, I anticipated, yeah, they weren't going to be quite as good in one-run games, but I did not think they would be –
1: a bad team coming into the year. Well, now, before you interrupted me just then, I was going to make a point. But uh, anyway, my point was going to but be they—they're not going to be a good point. <laughs> yeah, it was. They're not one-run games. I mean, they're getting smoked, right. uh, and, and that's to me the issue here. This team's getting smoked. It is—it is one thing after another, and and uh, and you know, it's frustrating, uh, you know, to watch these games in the and the plate appearances, you know. Uh, after they won the the last game of that four game series with the Astros, you know, I talked to Mike Napoli after the game, and and Mike had a good game, and he talked about how these were really good team at bats that you know we're not focused, we didn't focus too much on what we were trying, each of us individually was trying to do, we were trying to help each other out here, and so you know that apparently that lasted one game.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you know, that, that's it. they just haven't been able to put together consistent, consistent team at bats all the way through. And I think it gets back down to, you know, you have some young players throughout this lineup that that really want to help the team that have been told that they are they are stars, they are emerging stars, have been treated like emerging stars, and they feel the responsibility of of being that kind of centerpiece and are trying to do too much. Um, I, I go. I look at, you know, Dorr had the the two run home run in the thirteenth inning on uh, on Friday. Um, since then, I don't believe he's gotten a ball out of the infield, um, and that, that's three games. Got one hit in that stretch. It was a bunt single, but he's rolled over. I believe it's four balls to the to the right side. He's popped up several balls, and the rest are strikeouts. And you know, it's not great. It's not great contact. It's not. It's not using the whole field. It is. It just looks like a guy who said, okay, I hit a home run. I'm back on track. I'm going to hit some more home runs.
1: Yeah. You know, when they sent him down, you know, what they told him they wanted him to do was take that, that outside pitch to left field. And, and you know, that's what he did. He went down there and did that and he came back and and was successful doing that and was one of the reasons why he had such a good year last year, at least through most of the season. And now, I agree, he's he, he just taking everything and just trying to hit it over the moon to right field. So, you know, at, at what point, and this is what confuses me, last year those, those hitting coaches did such a great job, uh, and we talked about what they did for Carlos Gomez. This year, everybody looks so clueless. I mean, I, I can't believe that, you know, all of a sudden these hitting coaches are doing such a bad job. I, I have to believe that they, the message, though, is not getting through.
0: You know, I I and I get I got a lot of this on Twitter the last few days about fire Brokale fire the hitting coach and, and a lot of the fans who were tweeting me don't know who the hitting coach is actually <laughs> they don't know that it's Iapossi. <laughs> um, uh, and here's my here's my thing. I, I I don't think the I don't think the message has changed that is giving the pitchers. I don't think the message has changed that Iapossi yeah. is giving the hitters. Um. May they need to try some new approaches? Yes. I mean, they may need to reach into their bag and, and try some new approaches in terms of, of reaching the players. But I think it's, at some point in time, their responsibility is on, is on the players. You know, um, with with the exception of Joey, everybody's got a full year in the big league. Um, Odor, really, you know, you go back, he had 14, 15, 16. This is his fourth year. This is an emerging veteran player. Um Mazar, yeah, maybe there's something of a sophomore slump there. And and maybe he's gotten into some bad habits. And I think that sitting him down the last few days was was part of that. But by and large, I think you have to look at these players and say, these are the guys who have to make the adjustments. Certainly the message is, I think the message is consistent. I think the message has been what it has always been. I just don't think the players are doing a very good job of applying it.
1: So let let's look over some of the things. And, and, and
0: Kevin, I just think I, I think I I don't know that I can overstate how significant the absence of Adrian Beltre in the lineup is. I think that he's got a calming influence on everybody in the lineup. I think he makes the game more fun for everybody in the lineup. And I think when times are tough that's the guy that players look to and now I think they're all looking at one another and saying I've got to do it I've got to do it and it's just it, it, it it's turned into one you know messy cake batter here
1: so right? let's let's make the guy the mascot and take him on the road I mean what's the, what was the problem with that well I, I,
0: they're trying to get him right I think you know between between the uh the treatment that they're able to do in Arlington with the what they call an alter g treadmill in which he's able to run without really putting any weight on the on the calf that's that's a piece of equipment that they don't have on the road and they've worked with the mavs trainers who have had a lot of experience with calf injuries and they've worked with a track and field expert who's had a lot of experience with soft tissue lower body injuries so they're doing what they can to get them right and at some point in time you know the most important thing is not to have them as a mascot but to have them in the lineup so i think that that was their approach this time around and and I think that even if he's not in the lineup um, when they go back on the road, uh, say for going out on a rehab assignment, I, I think Beltray will be with the team. They, they need Adrian Beltre. Again.
1: Yeah. All right, now let's look over here. They need, they need yeah. and,
0: and I, you know, I wonder who. I, you know, I guess Mike Napoli could do this. Um, but again, you know, he's he's back here after not being here last year. I, if they decided. We got to we got to talk this out. You know who's the guy who's going to be able to have the most forceful um, message to deliver in that clubhouse right now?
1: Evan, can I say something now? What? Anything? Basically, every time I start to say something, you butt in. Okay, but enough about you. Yeah. All right. Listen, let's look at this now. The biggest names in this clubs organizational history under under John Daniels anyway uh have been Jerks and ProFar Joey Gallo um uh, Martin Perez goes back before that uh but uh and, and then of course Ruggie O'Dor as well Evan are you playing music what is that what's No Gina
0: Gina just texted
1: me gosh my gosh Gina the lovely wife anyway tell her to knock it off uh,
0: I think she sent me pictures. I think there's ducks in
1: our pool. You know, that that is so cute. So, so anyway, uh, you know, this is a dark period. Uh, I mean, I, obviously, I, it's possible that these guys will pull out of it, and maybe it's even probable that they will pull out of it. But uh, it's just as you said, I do put this on the players. Uh, mm-hmm. But at some point now, when we start to calibrate the job that uh, uh, John Daniels has done putting this team together, it's not looking too good right now.
0: Now, the, at this point in time, the construction of the team doesn't look all that great. and uh, You know, it doesn't look that great because guys aren't performing. But I, I think if you would, you know, you look around the field and you say, okay, Nomar Mazar is playing every day and Rudnett Odor is playing every day, and now you've got Joey Gallo in the lineup every day. Um, uh, you've got, you know, Martin Perez threw 200 innings last year. Um uh, Keone Kella and Jose Leclerc were in the bullpen those were you know guys who were who were developed and drafted uh, on their own uh, you would have thought hey this team's done a pretty good job of getting guys to the major league even with all the guys that they've traded away but they just the bottom line still comes back to this Kevin the guys just haven't performed for the first 20% of the season here
1: yeah I know and this is the I think the issue and of course we know how baseball is but when you at this point at what point, and as you wrote, uh, after this first loss to the Padres in this series, uh, that players were using the F word, uh, uh, frustrating—that this was frustrating—and and, and I know that was that, pretty witty of me, wasn't it? Yeah, I was very clever. You're a very clever guy. Uh, is that Jeff? And, and, and correct me if I'm wrong here. Hasn't Jeff Banister always had a problem using words like frustrating?
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, I think Ron Washington was the one who was more vocal about, oh, I never get frustrated. Um, but I, I Bannister said this in the postgame last night. I haven't had a chance yet to go in and talk to him. But I am going to uh, ask him about that because I did think that the use of the word frustrated and um, uh, that, that's a real problem word there. You know, that's a real problem word. I, I, it's a It's a word that suggests some level of demoralization. Um, and certainly, you know, with the number of, of, of blown saves, and uh, you could you could make the assumption that there has been some level of demoralization there. Um, certainly, with the inability to add runs, with the offense going to sleep basically after the fifth inning every night, um, you, you wonder how demoralized they are. I, speaking of which, I want to go back to one at bat last night too, um, and I think it was also the sixth inning. And here it was, Trevor Cahill is pushing 100 pitches, and Rudnett Odor is coming up for the third time to face him. And Cahill, Cahill throws him a breaking ball away, first pitch, Odor's leading off the inning, pops it right up to the third baseman. And, and, and my thought is, you've seen him now, okay? You have to have gotten an idea of how he's going to work you. You guys are behind in this game by four runs. It is time to make him work and, at the very least, force him out of the game. Now, he ended up coming out of the game later in that inning when uh, Brad Hand came in to face Joey Gallo, but my point is, he then walked the next batter, and then he hit the batter after that. Cahill was on the verge of losing it, and that just wasn't showing very good, in my mind, that just wasn't showing very good uh, plate awareness, situation awareness. Uh, and that's something, that's something that young players like like Odor have to do, and and I do think it is one of those situations where frustration keeps creeps in, and you go up there. Well, I'm just going to take a big hack and, and hit a home run.
1: Yeah, but that's the problem for me is that I don't ever expect Rugi to have a good at bat. I mean, I, he may hit a home run, he may get a hit, but it's just because somebody threw him a pitch that he could reach, and he got and he put the bat on it. Uh, you know, he's he's. I, I think early in the game, you see, and that's one of the reasons why they score, as you said, they're scoring early in the game, but they're not. They're not building on that. Is that going into the game? They've they've talked to him. He's he's had his you know pregame stuff that he's done, worked with, and he's and he's doing what he's supposed to do. And then as the game moves along, it's like he gets more and more eager and anxious at the plate, you know, just to get up there and hack. And and if we look mm-hmm. if we look around this lineup, I mean. How many guys in that lineup would you say have a good approach at the plate besides Shin Soo Chu?
0: Oh, I think Elvis has a great approach. Well, Elvis, or I would really say is.
1: Elvis. I would give Elvis. Uh, and then um,
0: I, th- I think Napoli's, I think Napoli's got a good approach. I don't think things are working out for Mike right now, but I think he's got a good approach. Um, I think Gallo's got a good approach the majority of the time. Um, but you're all. But now when we're talking about guys like Napoli and Gallo, you are talking about. Big, big hitters who are, you know, they are going to strike out. Now, they're going to take some walks, but they're also going to strike out, and those are those are unproductive outs. You're not advancing runners. You're not creating the opportunity to um, to tack on runs when you need to, and you look at this team, and it's got four sacrifice flies here in, in 33 games and had one going into last weekend at Seattle, and 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 the idea of advancing runners, you know, we're either hitting the ball to the right side when you can second or third, or or even when the infield is back and you can just get a ground ball and drive in a run, they're not taking advantage of those opportunities. They are simply trying to go up there and hit the ball far, and that's got to be adjusted somewhat. someone. They've got to use the whole field. They can't just expect to use the fences.
1: Yeah, and I, unfortunately, the more they lose, I think just the worse it gets with this team. I think the the instead of bottoming out and realizing this is what we have to do to get better, I think this team just keeps sinking. I think that uh, the, the more frustrated they get, the worse they and get.
0: That's, and that's the thing that I, I, I've got to ask Jeff Bannister about today is, okay, you said frustration last night. Now, what's your concern when you use the word frustration? What's your level of concern with what's going on with the team and how you prevent them from going deeper into a spiral?
1: Evan, you said you have to go at uh, 10.05 your time. Is that still correct?
0: Yeah, I got to go. With the game so early today, we're on kind of a weird schedule. So I just want to make sure I'm back in the clubhouse and and ready for this to start.
1: Because it's going to be such good stuff you're going to get from these people. Well, we just went through a bunch of questions
0: that I need to ask the manager.
1: There we go. There we go. Evan, you go and have a good time. Uh, See if you can bring home a win.
0: Kevin, I'll be with you next week. You won't be lonely
1: then. I don't. Oh, it'll be so great. Well, Tommy and I are having a great time. All right, there goes Evan Grant, our uh, foreign correspondent uh, on the Ballsy Podcast. Uh, Evan gets uh, gets out there and gets around a little bit. He's having a he's having a great season. The Rangers are having a lousy season, but Evan's having a great one. Tommy, is there anything about the Rangers you'd like to know? I don't have a microphone. <laughs> Tommy doesn't have a microphone, uh, but I could repeat Tommy's questions if he has one. I put you on the spot. Oh, I I, I never want to do that. Um, are you, are, do you want to ask if they're going to be in the World Series this year? Sure. Why, well, I, I, I kind of know the answer. <laughs> you, do, you know the answer to that one already? Yeah. i still sticking with it. I still watch the games at night. And I, I still well, what else are you going to do, Tommy? Right, exactly. If you're like me, you got no life, yeah. and so therefore you watch the game. That's what I always tell my wife. Honey, I'd love to help you with that, but i got to watch oh, this game. Yes. You know, it's part of my job. Oh, Tommy's an Arlington resident. Is that right? Can you walk to the ballpark? No, No? it's pretty far. <laughs> That's unfortunate. You need to get a. Hey, you need to move into one of those residences. They're going to put around the new the new joint. It's going to be nice. You need to do that. That way, you can just walk over and have a great time, watch them lose 120 games. No, they're not going to lose 120 games. I promise that won't happen. But I will say this: I I do think that there are serious issues with this club, and and unfortunately, you can tell that um uh, there's not enough we talk about the loss of Adrian Beltrade and what it means for him not to be there. And and yeah, I, I agree with that too. But look the guys at the end also, I mean this let's face it, he he may be good for one more year after this. He may not. Uh so what's the excuse gonna be then? At some point you have to build up uh, enough uh character and and leadership and smarts and understand what it is that's going to get you and pull you through these times. This is a this is a very frustrating team to watch. They're striking out at a record pace. Uh, I think it's eight of the last nine games they struck out at least ten times. In that other game, they struck out nine times. Um, they're just hacking away at the plate. They're they're chasing pitches, chasing uh, breaking balls teams realize, look, this is a fastball-hitting team, so we're not going to throw many fastballs until we get behind in the count. And they're, they're not getting behind in the count because the Rangers are swinging at the first pitch. You know, As Evan pointed out about Ruggie O'dor, he gets up there and takes that swing, and it's just so much, as we've mentioned before, like watching Josh Hamilton. At the end, Josh would chase the first pitch every single time. I remember making the suggestion that he should not swing at the first pitch for three months, and it would be two months before anyone ever realized that he was not swinging at that pitch. Uh, he's just—he—he he chased all the time. He had a very poor uh, command of the strikes, and he just had such great talent. He was able to overcome that. This group of hitters does not have that same kind of talent. And when you're a small guy like Ruggiero is anyway, and they are throwing stuff to you off the plate, and you're chasing it, there's just no way you're going to hit that stuff. And he has to go back to doing what he did after he came back up from that little demotion he had a couple of years ago to the minor leagues and, and work on going the other way. Of course, that's what Nomar Mazzara does so well when he's, when he's hitting well. But now he's gotten himself into a funk, can't hit left-handers, uh, and, he's, and he's really struggling. Uh, and, it, I, and I believe it's affected him mentally. Uh, these guys have got to get to a point where, first of all, they're going to have to do a better job on pitch recognition, and understanding the situation, as Evan said, when you got a pitcher at 98 pitches and you go up and swing at the very first pitch he throws, and it's not a fastball either. If you can't tell the difference between that fastball and that breaking ball, you're going to really struggle in this league. If you're just a guess hitter and guessing fastball every time you get up there or hoping fastball, you're going to really struggle, and that's what this team has done. All right, we're going to cut it short there. Thanks, everybody, for coming and listening. Thanks, Tommy, for your input. Great stuff, as always. I'll get a microphone for next time. Tommy says he'll get a microphone for next time. That would be great, especially if I'm here by myself in the studio. We appreciate you uh, tuning in and listening to us. Make sure you listen to our Cowboys podcast as well with David Moore, some really good stuff there. And, uh, and next week we may add another uh, podcast. Uh, we just had the, the two this week. You know, we're kind of getting to that part of the year where we, we're down to a couple of sports, you know. And if the Rangers are going to stink, this is really going to get sad. So, anyway, I'm Kevin Sherrington signing off. Y'all have a good one.
0: Thanks for listening to the Rangers
1: Ballsy Podcast.